This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home, politically. And so we, and we came here for a long time, uh, both for business and pleasures. You know what it is! It's Taco Tuesday! Tacos on the menu. Political tacos, if you're listening here. Woo! 800-848-WABC is the number to call. 800 848 and, of course, we will take as many of your calls as possible. Usually on Tuesdays, Mark Stein is here. He's still in London. We'll let you know when he gets back. But we have so much news. Many, Much of it is political, and I hope it's not going to be in the weeds. I've been wanting to talk about, for the past few days, this business of uh, the Democrats canceling the white folks. And they did that in Iowa and New Hampshire. They said... Joe Biden and his fellow Democrats said, you know, too white, too white. Go to the back of the bus and do not pass go. And they want to cancel the caucus in Iowa for Democrats. Republicans are still going to hold theirs. And they've also said that they're going to move New Hampshire back from its position as the first primary, which is an American kind of tradition, political tradition. Nope, get rid of the whiteies and um, move that. And now the thing in New Hampshire is really interesting to me because this isn't just some unilateral decision they make. Okay, they actually have to get Republicans to sign on board because Republicans are in control of that state, of the state offices there, governors, Republicans, Sununu, et cetera, et cetera. So they think they're just going to steamroll over the over the Republicans too. And they're already talking about how they're going to punish the whiteies if they don't um, if they don't comply. So that's your Democrat Party, the race-driven, race racially focused Democrat Party. Never mind that we are all Americans. No, no, no. The color is what's important always to Democrats. We will talk about that. But first, Tim Cotton. I saw a, a Twitter. Post by Her Majesty Diana Me, and the, t- the 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 head of the Twitter post said, "More of this, more of this." 
I'm like, oh, what is this? It was a video, and we have the audio from that video. It was at a hearing, and Tim Cotton is talking to a woke CEO. This one is from Kroger, one of the woke companies. It's sort of self-explanatory. And what better way to start off the political discussions today than with this from Senator Tom Cotton to which Her Majesty Princess Di says, we need more of this. Take a listen. This situation reminds me a little bit of the situation big tech companies have found themselves in in recent years. They've come to Washington because they fear regulation from our Democratic friends or action by the Biden administration, and they expect Republicans who are traditionally more supportive of free enterprise to come to their defense. And I've cautioned them for years that if they silence uh, conservatives and center-right voters across the country, if they discriminate against them in their company, they probably shouldn't come and ask Republican senators to carry the water for them whenever our Democratic friends want to regulate them or block their mergers. So I've heard a lot a lot of questioning about that today, and I've read a lot about it in the news. Um, and I'll say this. I'm sorry that's happening to you. Best of luck. <laughs> yeah, Kroger's out there. They want, they, they're they expecting Tim Cotton Republicans, they want to do a merger. They're expecting them to come to their defense. And Tim uh, Tim Cotton says, hey, yep, Okay, you, you're the you're the woke company that wants to always rail against conservatives, discriminate against conservatives. Yep, sorry, these Democrats are picking on you. Best of luck, pal. And this is just delightful. All right, thank you, Princess Di. Uh, okay, now this move to strip New Hampshire is really interesting. As I say, the what hasn't been reported as much is that Republicans in that state have to sign off on this to make it happen. And here is, from yesterday's New Hampshire Bulletin headline, Republicans say no to DNC primary demands. New Hampshire Republican leaders say they won't comply with, yes, I love this, they won't comply with demands a key Democrat National Committee panel outlined Friday as a condition of allowing the state to go second in the Democrat presidential primary. Republican leaders are saying New Hampshire will preserve its long-held tradition of holding the nation's first presidential primary, even if That defies the calendar approved by the DNC Rules and Bylaws Committee. That means the state will hold an outlaw primary in the eyes of the DNC, and they will face consequences like losing its delegates at the DNC convention, at the the Democrat National Convention. Republicans who control New Hampshire's House Senate, and the governor's office all say changing the law is out of the question. New Hampshire has a law. We have to go first. Republicans say we're not doing this. And and what Governor Chris Sununu says, New Hampshire will not be blackmailed 
interesting choice of words, given that they are attacking the white folks up in New Hampshire. Too white. So Governor Sununu says we will not be blackmailed by Joe Biden and his political hacks in the Democrat Party. Woo-hoo-hoo, resistance. According to the schedule recommended Friday, that was last week, South Carolina would vote. And why do you suppose he picked South Carolina? South Carolina is not a battleground state. South Carolina is not, there is no really gain to put South Carolina first, except James Clyburn represents South Carolina. And James Clyburn is the guy that gave Biden pretty much a new lease on life in the last political cycle when he encouraged black folks in his state to vote for Biden. So Clyburn acted all surprised when they named. He said, oh, gee, they're going to make us first? Wow, we shazam. We're going to be first? Well, come on. The fix was it. It's like everything else Democrats do. If you honestly think that the fix wasn't in, what did, uh, what did, what did uh, 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 what's his name, Tim Cotton say? Yeah, good luck to you. According to the schedule recommended, South Carolina would vote first on February 3rd, followed by New Hampshire, Nevada, and Nevada. On February 6th, Georgia would vote. And why is Georgia being pushed up? On February 13th, Michigan on the 27th. In order to secure that second-place slot, the DNC panel recommended New Hampshire lawmakers read in, other, in, in order to secure the second-place slot, the DNC panel, a bunch of Democrats, recommended that New Hampshire Republicans would have to overhaul the state voting laws. That means that they have to repeal a 1975 law that requires the state to schedule its primary at least seven, day, seven days earlier than any other state. And get this, Democrats are demanding that the state also has to expand access to early voting. In other words, they're trying to tell the Republicans how to run their, the DNC is trying to tell Republicans in New Hampshire how they have to run their state. And they put a time limit on it. Republican leaders have to tell the Democrats that they're willing to bend over and grab their ankles with no lubrication by January 5th. I didn't say anything that demands we be, come on, get your finger off that. (laughs) It's Taco Tuesday. If they don't, the DNC will not endorse a New Hampshire primary before March 5th. So if Republicans don't bend over, grab the ankles with no lubrication, then they say, well, even more. And we're not going to even let you vote in February. You have to vote in March. So Republican leaders are looking at these guys like, are you out of your freaking minds? No way. Now, Democrats are already promising to punish the white people. That's what this is all about, so please don't mind me saying it. They're punishing 
They're telling him, look, y'all got too many whiteies up there. We don't want y'all whiteies voting first. We owe, we owe Clyburn something because he brought us the black vote. So you whiteies get to the back. And, and you whiteies, if you don't agree with us, here's what we're going to do to you. We're not going to let your delegates come to the convention. We're going to tell you to stay home. In other words, you're, in other words, it's voter suppression. If the whiteies don't go along with this, their votes will be suppressed and denied. The Democrats are in favor of voter suppression for white folks. They don't want whiteies voting in the convention unless they bend over and grab the ankles. Also, they're telling candidates, and if you candidates go up to New Hampshire and you guys participate in debates, we are not going to recognize you. So they are trying to stiff-arm Democrats to stay away or else. It's sort of like, what do they used to call that when... When they, it's like the death, the political death penalty. If you do, I, I just have one, I have one question. What's your question? I just want to ra- raise my hand. Yeah. Okay. Right. So you do not have a state does not have to hold a primary for a certain political party. Is that correct? Like if the Democrats just say, "Hey, we're not going to do a primary in blank state," that's okay. It's up to the state parties. But what I'm saying is this is totally like they're not violating any laws by trying to do this. Correct? No, they're actually following the law. New Hampshire put in law in 1975, we will be the first state in the nation to do primaries. It's part of their law. And so before every other every other primary, we do seven days before. And it has been that way in this country since 1975. This year, this year, Democrats are saying, Whitey, go home. Whitey, no. Whitey, stay home. We don't want y'all white people voting first. We want, and and so, and and if you do, that's what they're saying, Jen. They're telling Whitey, go home. Whitey, stay home. That's what the Democrats are staying, saying. Y'all are too white. We don't want y'all pale face, ice white people voting first. That's what they're saying. Too many whiteies. And by the way, we ain't just talking about you whiteies in New Hampshire. We're talking about you whiteies in in Iowa, too, because y'all really screwed up that caucus thing. First of all, nobody understands how these caucuses work except for a bunch of whiteies, and we don't want you whiteies caucusing. We don't want the Caucasians to caucus. No Caucasian caucus. Why they call it that? <laughs> <laughs> This is what the Democrats are doing. And they're telling people, and by the way, we are going to suppress. No, we're not just going to suppress you, whiteies. We're going to deny you the right to vote if you go against us because we are the Democrats. And screw you, whiteies. Now, I dare anybody to come up and tell me I'm wrong because this is exactly what they're doing. Okay. And then they could turn around and give it to James Clyburn and say, yo, bro, thanks for bringing that black vote to us. You, you dig for Biden. We love you, bro. Ay, ay, ay. And so I just have this question to ask 
my 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 fellow Americans who happen to be Caucasian in New Hampshire and in Iowa. How does it feel to be canceled? Because y'all just got racially canceled by the Democrats. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly. It is our rush hour. And let me be very clear. Americans are welcome here and anybody else that happens to be listening. We welcome human beings of all, every human being. We are one race. We are human race. We welcome you. We are not going to discriminate you because you are too white or too black or too anything else. We love human beings. We love America. We love American people and all people. Not like the Democrats who don't like whitey. We'll be back on Boston Early's Rush Hour right after this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Roy Orbison, anniversary of his death today. Early days of rock and roll, my friends, right here on WABC Talk Radio 77. Let me tell you something. We haven't nailed this down yet, but we are talking with Carrie Lake's people, and hopefully uh, we should have Carrie Lake on the show pretty soon. We'll keep you posted on that. And I'd like to give a shout-out to one of my coworkers here at WABC who is an amazing guy, Darren Broderson, who always, I mean, this guy knows music backwards and forward. We have great conversations. He sent me an email today and a news story. And his email says, this one really hits my heart. Jim Stewart was a Memphis music legend. He co-founded Stax Record. He put the ST in the name with his sister, Estelle Axton, who was the, you know, the EA, Stax. Produced so much soul and R&B that shaped so many of our lives and music tastes. Created the Memphis sound. Had a huge impact on the city I grew up in and loved so deeply. And then he mentioned some of the stacks artists that we all know. Otis Redding, Rufus Thomas, Booker T of Booker and the, Booker T and the MJs, Albert, Sam, and Dave, Isaac Hayes, and of course, 
for me, the songwriters like Dave Porter and all that. And there was a story that runs about eight printed pages about him. And it is, it's too much for me to go into today. So I'm going to save it for the Saturday show, our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. And we're going to celebrate Stack's music. Among with among some of the other music that we play on the Saturday show. But thanks, Darren. That was awesome. Thank you for that. And thank you for bringing that to my attention. Uh, there is, I mentioned to you yesterday, a case that is before the Supreme Court tomorrow. Oh, before we get to that. Before we get to that. I have to be careful because I don't want to plagiarize Rush. You know, Rush used to... You see, I told you so, because he was always so prescient, always had the crystal ball. But I just simply can shorten and say, told you, told you. what I tell you? I told you when we did reparations day, I told you, didn't I tell you it was only the, Kevin, didn't I told you it was only the beginning? Did I say it or did I not? You might have mentioned it, yeah. Scott? On reparations day, did I told you it was only, did I tell you it was only the beginning? Yes, you did. All right. So. What you got there? Here's what I got here. New York lawmakers push for slavery reparations for black residents. Some New York lawmakers are renewing the push for a state law that would lay the groundwork to pay reparations that's what I'm talking about, brother. We're going to be in the money like a mug, okay? Cali first, New York is all t- telling you, right? Okay, some New York lawmakers are renewing the push to, for a state law that would lay the groundwork to pay reparations to black residents. Excuse me, this is more Democrats telling you what I so told you about the voting. Whitey, get out. Lay the preparations to black residents and only black residents, whitey get out, whose ancestors were enslaved. Proponents gain steam after a task force in California last week recommended the Golden State, I'm pleased to say that, the Golden State shell out $569 billion in reparations to slave descendants, or $223,200 apiece. I want my money. New York measure is now called, I'm loving this. New York measure calls for creating a, can you imagine? Folks, just close your eyes and imagine the paydays that are going to happen. First, California. And again, I remind you, in Cali, they want to give up 223 grand. That's only for the housing discrimination. There's going to be more money added on top of that. And now New York lawmakers are saying, please don't leave us behind. And already, already, People are starting to talk to Ms. Hochul about this, Governor Hochulis. Hochul. Assemblywoman Taylor Darling, Democrat Nassau. Hey, Jen, 
Let's see whether we can get her on the show. Taylor Darling, Democrat from Nassau. Not Nassau. The We got to get this woman, Jen. Taylor Darling. She's a Democrat Roger, out Roger. in Nassau. Thank you. Roger, Roger. She says it would be a slap in the face if Governor Hochul and the legislature don't greenlight a reparation study committee. She also scoffed at the 223000 figure that California is doing. She's like, I love this woman. You know what she said? She said, that two hundred twenty-three grand. shoot, that's way too low. Are you kidding me? Only a two hundred, only two hundred and twenty-three large. And she said this country was built on the backs of enslaved people. It has impacted everything: housing, economic development, and education. In other words, Miss Taylor Darling, darling, is saying mo money. told you this is only the beginning chicago only the beginning (laughs) so on that happy note let us take a break most early's rush hour here on wabc remember up in new hampshire it's whitey get out in iowa it's i it's whitey get out in california it's whitey pay up and now in New York, it's Whitey Pay Up. James Golden, A.K. Snurley, coming back with you right after this. Ay, ay, ay. is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. When I'm with you, it doesn't matter where we are. Yeah, it matters if you're in California or New York. You need the money. I'm talking about, right? OJ and Chicago bring us back on WABC. Hand over your money. Only the beginning, my friends. By the time this is over, every African American in America gonna be rolling in that Jay Z Beyonce kind of dough. Oh, speaking of which, you hear Jay Z wants to open up a casino in Times Square. What do you think about that? 
What could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong opening a multi-gazillion dollar casino in Times Square? 24 hours, people walking in and out with money. New York the way it is in time. What could possibly go wrong? Yes, indeed. Okay, a few other headlines. I am going to get to that case, this court case. If I don't get to it today, I'll get to it tomorrow, because tomorrow is the court case argued before the Supreme Court. And it is a profound case. Let me ask all of you a question, because you have heard this all of your lives. How much water are you supposed to drink a day? Kevin, how much water are you supposed to drink a day? Is it like a gallon or something like that? Eight cups. Mm-hmm. Right? Isn't that what you all heard? Well, here's in the Washington Post, the Amazon Prime Washington Post today. Why you don't need to drink eight cups of water a day. Age, body size, climate, activity level, and lifestyle all influence how much water your body really needs. We've all heard the age-old advice to drink eight cups of water a day, but if you fall short, don't worry. That advice is probably wrong anyway. That's right, Rhonda. Rhonda's frying up her taco meat because it's Taco Tuesday. So you don't have to necessarily serve water with the tacos today. Taco Tuesday! According to new research published in the journal Science, Found most healthy adults drinking eight cups of water a day is completely unnecessary. The advice is misguided in part because it doesn't take into account all the water that we get from our food and from other beverages like coffee and tea. Now, I heard that coffee dehydrates you. So if you drink coffee, you need to drink even more water. That's what I've been hearing. The research found that our water needs vary from one person to the next. Depends on factors like your age, sex, size, physical activity levels, and the climate that you live in. The authors of the study say that for healthy adults, there is no real benefit to drinking eight cups of water a day, nor is it dangerous. Your body will just excrete the extra water you consume in your urine. So, again, this where did it come from? The advice to drink eight cups of water a day stems from a 1945 recommendation from the Food and Nutrition Board of the National Research Council encouraged adults to consume about 64 ounces of water daily. The recommendation referred to a post, uh, yeah, yeah, so anyway, another myth explodes. Guess what? This is going to come as some shock. Trust in the media is at an all-time low. (gasps) What? Yep, the media are losing more than money and staff. 
by the way, we talked very briefly with about this new bill that Mitch McConnell supposedly signed on to that is going to allow the mainstream media companies to form a cabal to put leverage on the social media companies so that they can get more loot. But Meta, Facebook, people say, yeah, yeah, you do that. We're just going to take all of the news off of Facebook. They said if if Congress passes an ill-considered journalism bill as part of national security legislation, they're going to be forced to consider removing news from our platform altogether rather than submit to government-mandated negotiations. Wait a minute. Wait just a minute here. You mean the people at Facebook don't like government mandates? (gasps) Why? Government mandates. You mean like jabs? You mean like mandates? I thought that people that talked against government mandates, why they were a bunch of conspiracy loons. (gasps) But all of a sudden... Meta says if Congress passes an ill-considered journalism bill as part of national security legislation, we'll be forced to consider removing news from our platform altogether rather than submit to government-mandated negotiations that unfairly disregard any value we provide to news outlets through increased traffic and subscriptions. Well, Facebook doesn't want, imagine that, government mandates. They don't want the government telling them what they have to do. Pale yellow. Clear is too much water. My nursing nurse. (laughs) She's weighing in on the water thing. I'll just give you the hint. Says pale yellow is good. Clear, you've had too much water. Figure it out from there. Okay. The House panel on hate on Trump hate, the Trump hate panel, January 6th, says they're going to issue criminal referrals. They don't know who yet, but they're going to they're going to send out some criminal referrals. I wonder who they have in mind. If you had to take a wild guess, Scott, tell me who you think the Democrats would give a criminal referral to? I would assume Trump himself, right? I would assume. We'll all wait with bated breath to see who the Democrats want to send criminal referrals to. Okay, we're going to go start with the phones. We've covered a lot of news here. Oh, he's here. You got my money? Because he doesn't know. New York, New York, New York. In New York, they want reparations. I told you this was going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got my money? Does he have my money? I don't know. I'm working okay. on it. I'm working on working it. Working on it. Okay. Yeah. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, coming back. WABC Talk Radio 77. Be right back after this on Taco Tuesday.
said, do y'all know what today is? Today is Taco Tuesday! This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Johnny Cash. Love is a burning thing. Give me my money. And it makes a fiery ring. Bound by wild desire. Wild desire. I fell into a ring of fire. I fell into a burning ring of fire. I went down, 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 and the flames went higher. And I'm it down burns, burns, burns. I want my check now, too. The ring of fire. The ring of fire. The ring of fire. Johnny Cash on WABC Talk Radio 77. Remember, catch the night up next. Mike in New Jersey. You're up first today. How are you, Mike? Uh, Bo, I'm doing good, man. I listen to you every day. Thank you. What? I got to ask you a question about the reparations. When mm-hmm. when I'm when was slavery slavery? When did when when did this go on? Who's what alive still? I mean, when, it, when it, it went when did it went happen? on for centuries. And you know what? The last of the slaves. Many people don't realize this. I'm glad you asked that question. The last slaves in America died out between the years of the 1930s and the 1940s. In fact, my great-grandma, who I knew, was married to an ex-slave. So, <clears throat> we, you know, I hear all the time, this is oh, it's 300 years ago. No, 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 no. And, and that, that's beside the point, my friend. We're, we're talking about money here. When does money die? Money doesn't die, you see. So it doesn't make no difference when it ended. People are going to get the reparations, bro. This is never going to end. It's never going to end. Exactly. The race card, the race card. I'm tired of it. You and me both. I mean. Can't we we all just get along? We can if you pay up. We got to end this game. Black lives matter. Yeah, everybody's lives matter. But, you know, yeah. But you know what? You still got to pay. You're not going to get out of it like this. You got to pay. And the New York legislature is now getting in on the act. I can't wait. I can't wait till they go up to Hochul and say, you better do this. Because Hochul is not in the mood for this. You know, she's one of them old lines. You know, what you, yeah, but y'all got to pay. Ay, ay, ay. But I hear you, Mike, and I'm with you. We, I, As I said to you, I'm equal opportunity, bro. I am a humanist. I believe in human Life. I believe all human life was created by our one creator, and we all should value human life. That said, Democrats are all about race. You heard the opening monologue today. The Democrats want to punish whitey. They are sick of white people in New Hampshire voting first. They are sick of the white folks in Iowa. They don't like whitey. And so since they're willing to cough up some money, what are we supposed to do? Say no. 
Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Thank you for the call. Let's go to John in the Bronx. How are you, John? How are you doing? You know, this is just getting, this is getting so out of hand. You know, they don't, you don't realize that this is going to be the beginning of a major civil war. All the allies that the black. What's going to, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's going to be the start of a civil war? All the allies, you know, you look at it, all the allies that support blacks, Uh black Americans, uh are not going to get their reparations, like Native Americans who support a lot of the black Courses. No, like, you're looking uh, at this the wrong way. Uh-huh. You're looking at this the wrong way. You're looking at this the wrong way, my friend. Look, they're opening up the floodgates. We got to start with black people. But do you not think that after black people get get paid their reparations, that the American the Native Americans are not going to be lining up saying, "Hey, hey, 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 we want ours." And do you think after that happens that Asian Americans going to look at this and watch everybody get paid and say, oh, y'all got some money and y'all not giving us some money? And then do you think now with all the reverse discrimination that's going on, you know, all the CRT stuff and all this, that people are not from white people are not going to say, hey, we've been discriminated against. Where are reparations? Do you not think? that women are not going to want their women, especially no matter what race, creed, color, sexual, or what, what that women are going to just sit. Y'all are getting paid and we're not getting paid. No, no, no. This is going to spread like wildfire. As soon as the first check hits, I just want to make sure that when those first checks hit, I get mine. But I don't think it's going to be a civil war. Besides you need money to run a war and no one's going to have any money after we get through paying out all this money. <sighs> Christine in New Jersey. Welcome. You're on Boston early's rush hour. How are you? Hi, it's Christine. Um, I, you just said that it's me, my, your friend, Christine. Hi, Christine. How are you, darling? I'm doing well. I just called to tell you a cute story about my dad. Mm-hmm. So you you remember me? I talked to you a few times with my business yes. partner Jen. Of so course. I was my dad's in a nursing home. He's oh. eighty years old, and he's he's doing okay, but he has dementia, and he sometimes he remembers things, sometimes he doesn't. So I was telling him about how we were on your show, and I said because my dad was I have to preface this was a big Rush fan, mm-hmm. so I said do you know who James Golden is? And he's like no no. I said he used to be on Rush's show. He goes, oh, I think I do. So I said, well, he has his own show now. And we were on. He goes, well, that doesn't surprise me because he was a really good producer. He was really good with Rush. So my dad, who doesn't remember a lot of stuff, totally remembers you and was so excited that you talked to me. (laughs) Just thought it was a cute story to tell you because I'm waiting to visit him now. Well, you tell your dad that I said hello. Please give him a hug for me and tell him I said hello. Give him a big hug and give I him will. my love. I definitely will. And plug your business. Tell us where to get, get some good breakfast. Jen and I will call you maybe on Saturday because we want to tell you a couple other things about your listeners and what they've been saying and doing when they come into our restaurant. I'll look forward to hearing from you on Saturday. Saturday Thank you so okay? much. Okay. Thank you. Let's go to Robert in Suffolk. How are you, Robert? 
Good afternoon. I've been better. I'm a first-time caller, and I got three things for you quick. Yep. One, Cherry Lake needs to have an audit conducted of the Arizona election. A recount is not good enough. An audit will show anomalies. We have static on your line, so you only get one. I'm sorry. Hopefully you can call back in tomorrow. And I'm sorry it happened to you on your first time calling, but people can't hear you through the static, so we have to ask you to call back. I'm so sorry. Let's go to Tony in New Jersey. Quickly, Tony, time's running out quickly. Okay, just uh, one thing, Bo. Uh, Ponder this. Jay-Z is a genius. If he builds that casino... And after everybody gets their reparation money, it's going to be a windfall for him. It'll be like the Pied Piper. Oh, wow. My friend, you have just nailed it. Right in times, right in time for reparations to hit. Jay-Z yep. <laughs> is build, wants to build a casino in Times Square. Yes, and he'll probably have a sister, a sister casino somewhere out there in Cali. Y'all got reparations money? Come spend it here. Wow. Got to tell you, these folks, they, they, these people, listen to this program. You guys are really sharp. Anyway, that's it for today. Tomorrow's Supreme Court Day. And we'll be doing some other news, always on top of the political news. Thank you for calling. Thank you for waiting. Thank you for holding. Thank you for being here. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your families. We will see you tomorrow for Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. Remember, Cat's coming up next. Bye. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.